Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen, and today we are going to discuss the Indianapolis Colts at Philadelphia preseason week three and how that game showed what the Colts are going to be about this season, right? A lot of great stuff to dive into, a few things that's still a little bit worrisome, but all in all, I have more optimism walking in than I did when the season started, when the preseason started right after the draft, right? Uh, so looking forward to breaking this game down, talking about different aspects of the games, especially the cornerbacks, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the offensive and defensive lines. Let's get into it. Before we do, I just want to remind everybody that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's dive into it right away. I want to talk about and everybody wants to talk about Anthony Richardson. Got to play an entire half. Now, as we discuss this, let's keep in mind that the Indianapolis Colts was playing their starters against the Eagles' backups. The Eagles did not play any starters in this game. All right, so we have to keep that perspective in. And we have to remember that Anthony Richardson is still learning to play football, right? He Not necessarily football, but learning the NFL styles of football, right? We'll, we'll, we'll put it in that, that perspective. Now, the Indianapolis Colts won that game. Wow. Surprising, right? Well, it was against the backups, as I said before. Anthony Richardson scored on three of the five drives that he was in. Uh... His first drive looked very bad. His last drive looked very bad. But the drives between the second, third, and fourth showed a lot of promise. Let's get into that. First and foremost, Anthony Richardson did not have the best day throwing the football. Now, was there some circumstances that added to the, you know, incompletion percentage? Yes. Absolutely, there was. However, I still, I'm a little worried about it, okay? I'm still quite a bit worried about it. Anthony Richardson was only 35% completion percentage. 6 of 17, 78 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. So let's get into the actual passing part of the game. He did have three drops as I went back and rewatched this game in slow motion probably five times before I started recording this. He had three drops, one of which was by Alec Pierce. A lot of you are going to say, no, Alec Pierce had more than one drop. No, he didn't. He had one drop. 
the other missed completion was a very good uh, pass defense by the defender. And the other one was just flat out an overthrow. He, there's no way he could reach it. It looked like Pierce might have fell down. And I couldn't tell if he fell down or if he dove. Either way, the pass was well out of his reach. Uh, the other miss uh, completion that was dropped was by a running back. I'm fairly certain, fairly certain that was Evan Hall. And the other one, even though it was thrown into a very tight window between two defenders, Josh Downs had both hands on the football and should have came down with it. Granted, he probably would have been walloped once he caught it, but he's, I, I still feel like he should have came down with that football. That's the three drops. The rest of them, the rest of his incompletions were just bad passes. He threw three passes into the dirt. One of those, granted, he was trying to avoid getting sacked. He had two defenders draped over him and just got rid of the football. Kylan Granson still almost came away with the ball anyhow. Kylan Granson really did a fantastic job in this game. Uh, scooped one out of the out of the dirt, which was not a very accurate pass by Anthony Richardson, but he still made the completion. Another pass was very, very high. Granson had to get sky for the ball, still made the completion. Richardson put it in a play, only a place that Kyla Granson could get it. Even though it was a tad high, it was still a good pass and a completion. And then the other one, as I said, you know, to Granson was, was very low. He was also had two defenders draped on him. He also threw a couple to Michael Pittman Jr. that were very low, one of which uh, was low and behind him. Michael Pittman still somehow amazingly came up with the football. And the other one, no, not so much. Not so much. Then there was a, uh, the rest of them mostly were overthrows, right? He just overthrew the intended receiver. And that's a little bit worrisome. But the positives that come out of this that show that Anthony Richardson is very valuable outside of this is the fact that he was able to, he had two designed runs two and then he had another run where it was an rpo and the rest of them were he was scrambling trying to make plays as the offensive line broke down anthony richardson had five carries 38 yards 7.6 average and actually did a very good job was not sacked in this game he was tackled behind the line of scrimmage uh on on an rpo but he was running forward with his head tucked Looked like he was trying to run the ball rather than pass it on that RPO. That's why it wasn't considered a sack. Uh, but Anthony Richardson definitely shows the ability to get around in the pocket, avoid pressure, avoid sacks, and still get the ball off if he needs to or run the football, right? So that's a big deal. Plus, let's face it, he had five drives, came away with 17 points. 17 points and a half? Dude. If Anthony Richardson can score 17 points every half, that's 34 points a game. We should be winning a lot of games, 34 points a game, right? Uh, even if his completion percentage is only 35%. I mean, now, granted, I don't want to see a 35% completion percentage all season, all right? I feel like if we could get somewhere close to 60, you know, then I think the Colts will be in a very, very good situation right here. 
Um, another thing that I want to discuss in this is that, um, you know, he never looked like it, it was too big for him. He never looked worried. He never looked uh, like, you know, uh, antsy or anything of that nature. He was calm and collected the entire uh, things broke down around him. He was still out there on the field. You couldn't tell that this was not only his rookie preseason game, but literally his 16th ever start between college and the NFL, right? I mean, holy crap, this guy is incredibly ahead of his time when it comes to poise and, you know, confidence and things of that nature. So I'm I'm very excited about the future, about Anthony Richardson, and I can't wait to see what happens week one against Jacksonville. Let's move on to the offensive line. There was some ups, there was some downs to this offensive line. For the most part, the offensive line was able to keep Anthony Richardson clean. There were a few times that he got some pressures, and, you know, I mentioned that earlier. However, the majority of the time, those were blitzes, uh, even overload blitzes, right? And one of which Evan Hall picked up. It was an absolute gorgeous blitz pickup. Um, but the Eagles started bringing a lot of blitzes. And sometimes an offensive line can't pick them up every time. They did a good job, for the most part, in pass protection. And that's even with uh, two of the starters being out in this game. Uh, that is being uh, Will Fries and Kelly, both injured still currently. Uh, they also did a very good job in the run game, creating holes. Uh, the running backs, for the starters anyhow, averaged uh, over four yards a carry both, right? Both the starters, uh, Deion Jackson and Evan Hall, they both looked like they played very, very well. Even in the red zone, even inside the five-yard line, where both these running backs had rushing touchdowns, the offensive line was still able to get push and create uh, some space for the running back to run, even in such a tight, tight maneuvering uh, situation for this offense. Uh, the uh, the running backs, for the most part, also looked good. They they took took care of the football. Uh, they didn't fumble it right. Uh, they ran downhill. Even Kenyon Drake. Surprise me. And I'm not even, you know, it, come on now. Kenyon Drake, I don't think Kenyon Drake makes the football team. But for the most part, he did his job in this game. He had a nice completion. He had a couple runs, you know. I thought Kenyon Drake did much better than what he looked like when he was uh, in the Chicago game. I still don't think he's going to make the make the team, though. Uh, so, yeah, the running backs. They actually did a pretty good job as well. Uh, uh, we're going to flip to the defense. And that defensive line was absolutely studly the entire game. All right. This is the Eagles, who's considered to have good offensive lines, defensive lines, trenches. I've discussed this in my preview of the game. And this is where I was worried, right? Granted, again, got to remember, Eagles did not play their starters on defense or offense. So you take that as you will, but still the Indianapolis Colts allowed the rushers 
the running backs of this team only had 19 carries for 30 yards. That's a yard and a half a carry. I'm going to say that our front defensive front seven did their job. And that's not just starters. That's the entire game. That's backups versus backups as well. 1.5 yards of carry is what the Colts gave up. Holy crap. That's pretty darn good considering the Eagles are a very good rushing team, you know, top to bottom. So hats off to them in that situation. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about, the cornerbacks. I have been slowly impressed day by day, week by week, ever since training camp started, and I've been able to watch them. I have been impressed by all the cornerbacks. Every day, they seem to get better and better and better. And yesterday, the game against the Eagles was no different. Yes, they were covering backups, but they were still out there in man-to-man coverage. These guys like Daryl Baker Jr., and Dallas Flowers, the starting outside corners for the Indianapolis Colts, were plastering wide receivers, making all kind of pass breakups, hits, all kinds of stuff. They were doing fantastic job. Even though it was against the backups, they were doing, still doing a very fantastic job. Again, it'll be interesting to see how these guys perform uh, week one. Now, in zone defense, things a little bit different. Obviously, you got to remember that we still have Gus Bradley and he does like to play zone defense, especially uh, when when there's a two minute drill going on. Right. And they're trying to prevent the team from running down the field fast. They're trying to eat up clock and hopefully get a turnover. Right. Well. You're going to give up some pass completions in front of you during that situation, but as they did in both two minute drills that they had against the Philadelphia Eagles, but they did come away with a turnover, right? And that's exactly what that whole umbrella zone coverage is about. Allow the completion in front of you, come up, make a tackle, hope they make a mistake, uh, either in an inaccurate tipped pass where you could intercept it or in a way that you could possibly cause a fumble as you close in on the defender. And that is exactly what happened. The Colts defense was able to force a fumble and come away with the football. Fantastic. Black forced the fumble by putting his helmet right on the football. And that was that, right? So good job by the defense. Good job by the secondary and doing your job. The young guys, the rookies that uh, we're watching, they also did a fantastic job. I'm really excited to see what this secondary could do in this upcoming season. This defense might actually be better than projected even by myself even by myself and i was a little worrisome just like everybody else about this secondary i was also a little worried about our pass rush on the edge right mainly on the edge because we need something and there was a few times where we saw some edge pass rush uh in this game get some pressure against the Philadelphia Eagles quarterbacks. So that's really basically what I was looking at. I want to know what you guys think of this game. You know, tell me your thoughts about the game in and of itself. I will say 
Alec Pierce, the wide receivers. Alec Pierce needs to play better. As I mentioned earlier, he had a drop, right, in this game. Uh, he collided with a defender once, fell down um, during a pass that I think, had he been able to stay on his feet, he would have had a shot for the ball. It was high, but I think he might have had a shot for it. And there was another pass where I couldn't tell if he was diving for the ball or if he just fell down, you know. Either way, uh, if that was a dive, it was a horrible, awful-looking dive. I think he probably fell down. Granted, the that play specifically, the ball was still well out of his reach, even if he was stayed on his feet. But still, Alec Pierce, you gotta be able to come down with the football if it hits your hands, and and you gotta be able to stay on your feet. It's kind of difficult to catch the football when you're on your back, my guy. All right, I was. I said the same thing about Kenyon Drake last week. Kind of hard to run the football when you're laying on your back, when you fall down without even getting touched. Now, I will be, I would be a, a miss of myself if I didn't mention the unforced fumble from Anthony Richardson. Surely you guys remember that. You probably tried to block it out of your head. Anthony Richardson was not even touched anywhere around him. He pulled the ball back, getting ready to throw it. And the ball just slipped right out of his hands as he like went through the motion uh pulling back and then uh starting to come forward to, to release the football. It just slipped right out of his hands. That's weird. Anthony Richardson has freaking monster hands. Monster hands. How do you lose the grip on the football? That's weird. Now, that's not something that I expect to see every game out of Anthony Richardson. But it is something that I would assume he's going to like do something about since it did happen. It's just like a running back. If you fumble the football, usually that next day or two, you're everywhere with that football, right? You got that sucker in your arm and you're carrying that football around all day. And anytime someone comes up near you, another player, they're told, go ahead, take a stab at that football, right? I remember those days. Do you? Well, let's see if Anthony Richardson has something like that in store for him. I don't know, but either way, I don't want to see that anymore. You know, I don't want to see unforced fumbles because of throwing motion. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to dwell on that too long because I, as I said, I don't think that that is a, a big thing to talk about. I just wanted to bring it up, but Anthony Richardson by far in this game, I really do believe that he showed his worth despite his inaccurate passes in this game. All right. Absolutely. You saw the flashes, his ability to escape sacks, his ability to uh, extend plays, his ability to get first downs on runs. There was a run that uh, a 16 yard run that was called back on third and or second and 15 or third and 15, you know, and he got out of the pocket under some pressure took off to the left, picked up the first down, but it was called back due to a holding call on Quentin Nelson. Hey, speaking of Quentin Nelson, what's up, bro? You had a false start and a holding penalty? Back to back? Now, granted, I didn't see any more after that, but wow, that was a little bit surprising, my guy. 
maybe you could uh, maybe work on some things of that nature as well. I don't want to walk into Jacksonville. This is a good football team, especially offensively. I don't want to walk in here and have to, um, you know, lose another game to Jacksonville, especially at home. Come on. Let's go in and get a win against Jacksonville. We got a little bit of time. The 53-man roster cuts coming up this Tuesday, by this Tuesday. And I'm really excited to see what what comes out of that. But I think that's going to do it for this episode as I broke down the uh, Colts and Eagles game. A lot of good came out of that game. Some some things that were worrisome, as I discussed. But at the same time, um, it gives me hope for the future. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.